Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Daily Dose podcast with me, Dr. Soyo Essa. Today, we're going to be discussing COVID-19 testing, what to expect when you are about to get tested. So, firstly, I just wanted to clarify who qualifies to get a test. So, a lot of people ask me, like, can, can I just get a test because I want a test? Uh, I don't have any symptoms. I don't feel sick. Uh, some people are like, well, I've, I've got a running stomach. Can I get a test? So let me just clarify quickly who gets a test. So there's a term that the NICD are using called persons under investigation. Now, the definition of any person who's under investigation has to meet a certain set of criteria. Uh, that includes uh, being symptomatic, which is either you've got a fever above 38 degrees, sore throat, cough, headache, chills, body pains, abdominal pain, diarrhea. Those are like more rare type symptoms. But if you have at least one or more of those symptoms, You'll, you'll probably be able to get a test at a couple of centers. Now, apart from just being symptomatic, there are also other criteria that the NICD are using. So any patient that requires hospitalization is also now being tested for COVID-19. That means if you just need to get your appendix removed, you get it. Uh, if you're a healthcare worker, and you, and, and you would like a test. Like, let's say you, you don't really have symptoms, but somebody tested positive and you came into really close contact with that patient, you could qualify for a test. Now, that also includes people that w work in high-risk areas. Like, let's say, for example, you're dealing with patients' uh, samples. Um, let's say you're, you're somebody that just conducts the tests and... You, you feel that, you know, it would be in your best interest to find out whether you have a COVID-19 before you continue testing. So they allow you to also get tested. A lot of the private and public hospitals are trying to limit asymptomatic patients from being tested. Now, asymptomatic patients, uh, they fall into two categories. One, uh, that comes into contact with someone with COVID, and then the other who doesn't come into contact with anyone but is and is asymptomatic but would re, re, uh, would like the test right so those are the two types of uh, of patients you get now if you come into contact with someone with covid the advice that the NICD currently are saying is stay at home you are allowed to come and get a test you're more than welcome to do so and now uh, they have a lot of centers where they allow drive-through testing. So you can even go and get uh, tests via drive-through. You don't have to go sit, wait in a queue. They don't want you infecting other people. So if you're asymptomatic, but you think in the last two to seven days you've come into, some, uh, into contact with someone with COVID, you're welcome to go out and get a test. That's perfectly fine. Then you've got the other group. Now the other group, those people haven't come into contact with anyone and they're asymptomatic. Now, 
for us to be rolling out those massive amounts of tests, if we had the capacity to test everyone, we should test everyone because that gives us a better idea of how severe this disease is. So let's say, for example, this disease kills one in 10 people, but you're only testing five people. You don't know how bad this disease is if you don't test the whole 10. You get what I mean? So the more we test, the more we can understand how bad or how not so bad this disease is. But currently what they're trying to do is they're testing in high-risk areas. So if there's an outbreak in a community that's densely populated, like in Alexandra, like in Phoenix, uh, in Durban, where they had one or two cases in a, uh, uh, an area which is known to be densely populated. So in those areas, the government says, let's go put up community health care, let's get screening, let's get testing for everyone people that may have come into contact so that we can trace people around them and figure out how far has this disease spread. Is it still in this community? Has it maybe gone somewhere else? Let's try and trace all the people that these cases may have come into contact with. Now, the limitations for that uh, uh, method of testing or that idea behind testing, uh, it may not include people that are essential workers but not necessarily deemed high risk. Like for example, people that work in um, grocery stores, people that pack your food onto the shelves, bus drivers, taxi drivers, those people come into contact with a lot of people in a confined space all the time. But technically they don't fall under healthcare workers so they won't get tested and they have the potential to spread it to many, many people. And in some cases, those people come from vulnerable communities themselves, densely populated communities. They may be able to be carriers and then continue spreading the disease to other vulnerable populations and so on and so forth, and it could spread more. But that being said, I think the government is doing a great job with the resources that we have to test as many people as possible, right? Because you can't, we can't test everyone right now. It's not possible. Ideally, we would like to, but it's not possible. Now, why did I take the test? So I had staggered a, a, a few of these episodes and, and not been posting as much because of the extension of the lockdown. And I, I, I had become quite busy at, at hospital, you know, uh, treating patients in, uh, in emergency uh, rooms. Uh, I had... Uh, come in contact with a few suspected COVID-19 patients. Uh, I don't know whether they have tested positive or not yet, uh, but I will hopefully find out in the upcoming days. So I had been working, I'd been under a bit of stress, and then suddenly last week, I developed this hearing loss and this ringing sensation in my ear. Subsequently went to an ear, nose and throat doctor who, um, who is very good, very knowledgeable on, on, uh, on what was going on, um, and initially had prescribed me some medication, had told me that it may worsen. And, you know, to, uh, to put it bluntly, I'm basically deaf in one ear. Now, 
there are many reasons why this happens. It's very, very rare, particularly in my age group. And so I, I had a full battery of tests, including a brain scan and many other things. And um, because this is so rare and it's come during this time where I have been exposed to patients and I'm high risk, I required the test just for completeness sake to make sure that I'm not missing anything and also because the medication I'm on dampens my immune system to stop the immune response to the, the virus that I potentially have that is in my ear that's causing me to be deaf in that ear. So because of that, I had to get a test to know whether I'm going to be at high risk for contracting COVID and then potentially suffering from it severely whilst on this medication that suppresses my immune system. So I'll take you through what the test is like. Thankfully, my doctor uh, referred me as soon as possible, wrote me a letter. I opted to go to a private laboratory to get it tested. Now that test costs 850 rand. I think it's standard around the country and most of the private labs, they're charging 850. If you go to a government facility, you can get it tested for free. Um, the government facilities will require you to get a written letter from your doctor saying you are suspected of having COVID-19 and then they will refer you on to the government facility and it's completely free. But the reason why I chose to go to private it's not because I just have tons of money lying around. No, it's a tough time. Hey, the economy is down. I'm a comedian mainly. I'm doing medicine part-time. And as I'm sure you know, there are no live performances for a very long time. So I chose to go to a private lab because I know how burdened the National Health Laboratory Service, the NHLS, is in terms of testing all of us South Africans right now. They're doing thousands of tests every single day and trying to roll out more and more and more screening and testing stations throughout the country. So I opted not to burden them further and I decided that I would rather just go to a private lab, pay a little bit extra and also hopefully get my results sooner so I can decide whether I'd return back to work. When I arrived... Prior to arriving, I called the lab and I, I asked whether they, whether they do the testing and how it works. So basically, they said, all you have to do is park in the parking lot and we will then come to your window. We'll give you a form, uh, fill out uh, the form, and then after that, we... Um, We'll take it from there. So I arrive in the parking lot. The security guard comes over. He asks, ooh, that's bright. Thank you. So I arrive in the parking lot. Security guard comes over, brings me a piece of uh, paper. Uh, I look at it. I've got to fill in all my information. And on that piece of paper, apart from just your personal information, you've got to, it's, it's quite detailed. It's like really, really detailed. You have to write exactly your reason for testing. If you've come into contact with anybody who has suspected COVID, who's been tested for COVID-19, uh, 
um, their details, cell phone number, address. So they're really doing a great job of trying to trace people with this questionnaire. They ask you if you, are, if you have any comorbidities, meaning other illnesses that could make you vulnerable to catching this disease, or if you're on any medication like I am, that would make you vulnerable to becoming really, really sick from the medication. I mean, from COVID because you're taking this medication. So I had to fill out all that information. I had to fill out, you know, my next of kin, people that I live with, so that if I test positive, immediately they'll call me or call that person and say, hey, you've got to come in to get a test. I think they also don't want a, a case where people are holding their partners back and telling people not to get tested like we saw initially in that first week where a family, one person in the family tests positive, then the whole family is like, nah, I don't want to test. So they're really doing their best to try and trace everyone down. So I filled out the form. I said why I'm there. I've got this this rare illness and, you know, we I require this test because I need to know whether I, I can continue with this medication and what are the risks of me being out in public and you know, all those types of things. So eventually after filling out the form um, and paying for the test, uh, a lady came in full personal protective equipment, PPE. Yeah. She came in full PPE. She comes to the window. I roll down the window. She pulls out this long ass swab. This swab is like, okay, no, maybe I'm overdoing it, but it was like, it was like this big, bro. It was like this big. Huge thing. Huge swab. So obviously, I immediately look at this thing and I'm a bit nervous. I have done this test on many people before. We do viral swabs, children, adults, at times where we're not sure what's going on for influenza, for other viral diseases, but I've never done one for COVID yet. I generally send them to the lab or to the testing station. So I've done this before and I never thought it would be that bad, but oh my Lord, as this thing came towards me, I started panicking. My left eye started twitching. This auntie pushed that thing so deep in my nose. It felt like she was tickling my brain, my whole brain. I, I felt it like... Like somewhere here, you know, like, like it felt like it was hitting here. This eye starts watering. That eye is looking at this eye. It was not pleasant at all. But I know that it is necessary and I know that I need this test. So I fight through this pain. This thing is all the way deep, touching my brain. They scrape a piece of my brain. <laughs> I'm joking. They don't scrape. It's, it's, it's literally at the back. You know that part of... you. Right at the back of your nose where it joins your your throat. Yeah, that, that's where they're touching, okay? So they do that. Swab, swab, swab. And after about a good 10 seconds, so this thing sits in your nose for about 10 seconds at least. Then the lady, she, she pulls it out. Thank you. Thank you puts it in, sends it off, and she tells me in about 24 to 48 hours, we're going to contact your doctor with the results. And the reason why they do that is they want to contact your doctor first because he should be the person to break the results to you. Because for a lot of people, it's almost like a 
like a cancer diagnosis or a you know a, a really serious thing they don't want to just send you an sms saying hey bro you got covid stay home no that will really that will really push some people off uh or just push them into a real depression because for a lot of people they feel it's a death sentence and for some it might be so that's why they send it to the doctor for that first reason and the second reason is they they want your doctor to know first so he can decide whether he needs to self isolate and get tested and all of that so i i i get the you know i'm a bit nervous i'm a bit apprehensive my one eye is watching now i'm driving off i'm feeling a bit but fragile let, let, let's say that right and I was a bit scared and you know they told me two days would go by because they're quite busy and stuff but thankfully 24 hours later I got my test results back and my doctor sends me a message saying hey we got your test results and he goes ping on my phone and I'm like oh god what if I have the covid-19 the next sms comes like ping my full name test results SARS-CoV-2 PCR negative thank the lord woo so i'm clean guys i'm i'm clean if anyone wants to shake hands or <laughs> you know uh get close um I'm, i'm available i'm i'm clean baby i'm clean But that was my experience getting tested and I encourage all of you that are that fall under vulnerable populations uh which I also didn't mention they are testing people at old age homes and those uh certain cancer patients they they are testing uh even ones that are sitting at home they are testing patients on dialysis So they are testing a lot of other patients. So if you fall under that category and you want to test, call the NICD and get tested. It doesn't cost anything. You can get it done at, through a government facility. If you're worried and you want it quicker, you can pay and get uh, get your results possibly a little bit earlier. But I think in this time, screening and testing is very important for us to figure out how bad this disease is or is not in our setting in our country so that we can make rules and regulations that stop the continuous spread for the rest of the year and hopefully we'll end the lockdown slowly and life will go back to normal if we keep testing so I hope you guys have enjoyed this was my experience on testing for covid-19 and what to expect. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Daily Dose with me Dr. Sel Essa. See you guys again soon. Peace love. Assalamu alaikum.